Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of Cricket Unadulterated. I am Atisham and today with me on this podcast I have Abhishek and Mandeep. We'll be discussing about the World Cup. Well, as you all know, it's the marquee event of the cricket world and the topic for today is World Cup without the world. So, going through this discussion we'll be discussing about the world cup format over the years and how it has changed with time and how it has gained some criticism as well as praise from different sections and what possible changes could be there in the future hi abhishek hi manjeet welcome to the podcast hello atisham uh, hi manjeet uh, it's nice to be back after a long break from this podcast i think it's a very important and crucial topic uh, and which needs to be addressed things have not been looking well for the world cricket in general and i personally feel that uh, cricket is dying a slow death and uh, over the course of this podcast i'm sure uh, we'll all agree that uh, things have started going downhill since last few years hi guys uh, it's really a pleasure to be back after a long gap and uh, this is one topic that i was really uh, looking forward to record because um, of course we have seen some um, some of the associates and affiliate members um, performing well at the world cup but then in the last few years um, things haven't been really good for some of the associate nations particularly uh, if you look at kenya what has happened to the kenyan cricket uh, it's really a painful thing to see so this is one topic that we uh, really need to address that uh, we must uh, focus on keeping the world in the world cup and um, uh we should not really restrict cricket to the 12 test playing nations but also um take into consideration all the other members and uh, make sure we uh, elevate the best of the talent from these particular nations to the world stage since last two or three decades the trend has been uh, the world cup has 10 full playing nations and along with that uh, around two uh, associate nations vying for that uh, coveted trophy and uh, it used to give them fair opportunity of having a shot at the glory as we saw in 2003 world cup when kenya reached the semi finals and almost uh, managed to beat all the odds in that event so similarly uh, this has been the trend but uh, since 2015 and 2019 uh, there have been voices within the icc commercial interests have to be taken into consideration from their point of view so that is their argument that uh, often when these associate teams turn up in the main event with all the eyeballs on them they don't perform really well but we need to take a deep dive into the main reasons uh, why commercial aspect alone can't be a detriment in deciding the future course of associate nations i'm sure you guys uh, have some points here Yes, Abhishek. Uh, the main point here, as you have just pointed out, uh, the commercial aspect of it. I think with changing times, this point is becoming and has become the most important point when cricket as a commercial entity and a product is concerned. The approval of the broadcasters has become a thing which it wasn't a couple of decades ago. If you would remember, there was a concept. developed for test test championship back in 
but it was against what broadcasters wanted at that point of time they did not seem convinced that uh, this concept would monetize at that point of time as we would all remember the concept of champions trophy it was told to be scrapped in 2013 but it came back in 2017 so that champions trophy was a replacement for world test championship so the commercial aspect played a role there while talking about the recent world cup with only 10 teams i am pretty sure that the commercial aspect has again come in and i think it is relevant as cricket fans we might not agree but if broadcasters are not happy it won't reach to the larger audience and cricket won't benefit the cricket boards won't benefit and money is an important part of the sport but as fans we really want to see new teams so there's give and take in there uh, but i think there's a scope for a few more teams in the world cup yes uh, abhishek and atisham so um, uh, i agree with you guys that uh, the commercial aspect does come into picture and uh, of course uh, broadcasters uh, build a huge amount to win the rights to telecast the world cup games and uh, of course the governing body has no option but to give some liberty to the broadcaster and so the broadcaster not just covers the games but then it markets the tournament in a way that uh, the maximum number of people is motivated and uh, interested in watching the game if you look at it from the broadcaster's point of view so uh, they'll be more interested in covering an india versus pakistan game which is always a high voltage game and it guarantees you millions and millions of people tuning into the tv sets but then if you consider a match between say kenya and canada uh, it may be a high scoring game there may be some great performances they may uh, show great athlete athleticism in the field but then of course uh, there are definitely a less number of people turning into the stadium uh, to watch the game and then uh, there is not so much of hype so maybe both are world cup games both games uh, carry equal amount of points but then um, of course uh, it's more about the advertisement and the marketing and uh, just the uh, trp kind of so again uh, there must have been some resistance from the broadcasters in uh, continuing with the 14 team format and somewhere i guess uh, the broadcasters must have had a say in uh, having the number of teams reduced from 14 to 10 but then guys uh, like what uh, will be your suggestion uh, in order to accommodate uh, associate nations and at the same time uh, keep a balance with uh, the broadcasters so that uh, i know it's not a good uh, sign for any broadcasting or any organizing committee to see empty stadiums in a global tournament so what would be your suggestion uh, in order to improve this situation if if you are talking about uh, including more uh, associate nations in the world cups that's a pretty valid question abhishek and yes cricket board and the governing body icc has to come up with certain solutions and i think they are trying to implement one to world cup super league which is going on right now well it's a bilateral series format started by the icc this year and it will go until the end of 2022 to decide the qualifiers for the 2023 world cup well they haven't changed the number of teams there but this format of bi- having bilateral series between different teams will give each team an opportunity to play well throughout two years and give themselves a chance to qualify for that 
forward is World Cup sport. So yes, they are trying something innovative, and this is one way in which broadcasters can be happy as well as teams will be satisfied as well because the possibility of qualifying to that tournament will be in the hands of the teams completely, and they have to be really consistent and play really well to get there. So I see that as a positive approach, creating synergies between the broadcasters and the fans to make cricket. and world cup what it was back in the glory days yes atasham so uh, implementing a new system is definitely one thing that can be done but then uh, merely having associate teams playing in the world cup is a different thing and then uh, the matches featuring associate teams should uh, create a kind of a hype and uh, they should generate an interest uh, among the viewers as well so uh, one more thing that can be done is that um, the associate team should be given more uh, matches between world cups uh, with uh, other associates or maybe with the full members they should tour uh, the subcontinent more often so that they become household names and uh, that's the reason uh, viewers can actually start watching their games for a couple of players maybe so um, i think there are some people who will um, watch uh, a match featuring the netherland just for ryan and toshkara because he's a household name now he's he has played in the ipl as well so i think this is one thing that can be done that uh, between world cups these teams should be allotted more fixtures and uh, as uh, more and more talent comes out and uh, they make uh, not not big uh, but just small uh, strides into the cricketing world i think uh, that will be a uh, a point in creating more viewership for uh, these games we were all in awe when uh, kevin o'brien uh, smashed his way into the record books in 2011 world cup against england and uh, that resulted in sending shock waves across the whole cricketing fraternity and similar thing happened uh, in 2015 world cup when uh, not so relatively stronger side bangladesh uh, defeated england in 2015 world cup now the question arises uh, from where can we find the next uh, Mujibur Rahman's and uh, O'Brien brothers or uh, Rant and Discotte with the advent of T20 leagues uh, it is exposing lot many players uh, like never before now uh, we all know Sandeep Lamichane uh, the famous leg spinner from Nepal and we all know him uh, because of his exploits in the shorter format of the game and similarly there is another player Ali Khan who recently played his trade for TKR in the Caribbean Premier League and uh, recently got a contract in the Indian Premier League so what this is doing is uh, this is bringing limelight to the smaller nations uh, in the scheme of things in cricket and uh, it can be a good hunting ground for for the players to come out and express themselves uh, these T20 leagues abhishek i think you've got a valid point here international cricket over the years if you have observed the competitiveness is going down there has been that core of very good teams right at the top and the teams in the middle and the lower end of the table are just slipping down consider west indies consider sri lanka take for example cricket in west indies the players are much more keen towards playing domestic t20 tournaments because of the commercial aspect as well as the opportunities that they get so as you mentioned t20 leagues i think are the future of cricket on an international level because let's face it international cricket if it has to survive players have to come up and the best option and the best 
path to reach that state for players coming from non cricketing regions like afghanistan where cricket is not yet prevalent as such t20 leagues are the option and we've seen what t20 leagues can do sandeep lamichane as you mentioned from nepal has performed really well in the big bash league and has got his opportunity in the ipl rashid khan has become a worldwide sensation performing so well in cpl ipl and bbl so yes t20 leagues i think are the future for cricket to make it reach to the wider audience also in non cricketing zone yes guys and uh, as far as finding new talent is concerned i think uh, now that ireland and afghanistan have their own test status i think uh, they'll be able to churn out better uh, test playing cricketers in uh, the coming few years because uh, of course as we all know test cricket and limited overs cricket are completely different things so you need different techniques you need different uh, mindsets you need different um, attitudes to uh, play these two different formats so i'm sure uh, i'm optimistic about finding new uh, test cricketing talent in afghanistan and ireland we'll see uh, we'll definitely get to see some uh, brilliant test uh, cricketers now that they will have all the facilities and all the funding uh, from the international cricket council but then uh, as far as the other countries are concerned which don't have test status yet and uh, who are restricted only to uh, white ball cricket i think uh, t20 leagues um, are the only option where uh, new talent from these countries uh, can prove themselves so guys as we have mentioned earlier in the episode uh, the 1992 world cup was a 10 team affair and uh, only the uh, test playing nations were uh, uh, given the chance to participate but then uh, what i didn't like about the 2019 edition of course it had the same number of teams as the 1992 world cup but then uh, what i personally didn't like about this edition is that two test playing nations were denied the chance to feature in this tournament of course uh, they were given an opportunity to qualify through the uh, 2018 qualifier that was held in zimbabwe but then i think um, being test playing nations they should have the basic uh, right to play in a world cup because it does sound odd that a country is eligible to play test cricket but then they are not given a slot uh, a direct qualification in an odi world cup this is one thing that i couldn't uh, come to terms with because uh, of course test is the highest form of the game and um, it's a privilege playing test cricket is a privilege and then having won the right to play test cricket i think ireland and zimbabwe should have slots in the world cup and i think the remaining two teams could have been um, selected through the qualifier and uh, one more thing that i didn't like is that the west indies who were the winners of the first two editions of the world cup in 1975 and 79 uh, because they were at a lower uh, place in the rankings they were made to play the qualifier along with uh, the other teams i think this is something that was totally uncalled for because unlike uh, the football world cup where you have 32 teams uh, i don't think you should make someone like the west indies play a qualifier to participate in a 10 team tournament i think this is something um, that was not unjust or unfair but i in my opinion this was something really uncalled for what should, what uh, the icc should have done is that they should have um, given direct qualification to the 12 test playing nations and selected the remaining two teams through the qualifier so uh, so like the previous edition this one would have been a 14 team affair as well 